To understand what's going on in the gospel today, it helps to understand what's going on in the first reading. In the first reading, we have Elijah and Elisha, and there's got to be a better way to do this. Every time I read these readings, I'm thinking there's just got to be something we can do here. Um, But Elijah, the older of the prophets, is calling Elisha today. And these two prophets, they kind of fulfill this earlier prophecy saying that there will be another prophet like Moses. But they are two different sides of being prophets. So Elijah, the older of the two, he is this real fire and brimstone preacher. Like he literally called down fire to consume a sacrifice in front of 400 prophets of Baal. And then because his sacrifice worked and theirs didn't, he slaughtered them all, right? You don't get a whole lot more fire and brimstone than that. And then you have Elisha, the one whom Elijah is calling today. And his He's asked for a double of the spirit of what Elijah had. That's what he requested from God. His prophecy, his career as a prophet was very different because it was marked by mercy and healing. You look at what Elisha did and he healed people. He brought people back from the dead. There was even one occasion where he told someone their sins had been forgiven. It's a very different situation with him, and yet they're both prophets, holy prophets of God. And so we look at the gospel today, and Jesus is rejected from this village. And James and John have at this point figured out something is going on with this Jesus fellow. They think he must at least be some kind of prophet, and so they ask, do you want us to call down fire from heaven on them, channeling their inner Elijah, I imagine? But Elijah already came in John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the voice who cried out, prepare for the way of the Lord, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus Christ takes up the mantle of Elisha because we look at his ministry and it's full of mercy, healing, and raising from the dead on multiple occasions. And he forgave people's sins I don't even know how many times in the Gospels. And so when we understand that in the Old Testament, it sheds some light on what's going on in the Gospel. Jesus is showing them this is what my ministry is about. But if we look at the first reading, it also shows us the dramatic cost of this life of discipleship. So Elijah calls Elisha, and Elisha says, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye. And, you know, I don't know, that seems like a pretty reasonable request to me. But Elijah's request is, go back, have I done anything to you? In other words, he's saying, well, hey, you do what you want, I just gave you this call, right? And so Elisha realizes he's got to make an immediate change about everything in his life. And scripture never tells us that he went back and said goodbye to his parents. Now, I'm pretty sure that would tick my mom and dad off pretty good. 
But what would tick him off even more is if I did what Elisha did next. He took the oxen and slaughtered them and burned the plowing equipment. So imagine a farmer who goes and burns his tractor down, right? It's not going to go well with the folks. But he was saying, nothing in my life will ever be the same from this point forward. I will never be able to go back to what it was before because I have been called. That is what Elijah's call to Elisha did. And so when we're in the gospel, imagine how much more intense that call from Jesus Christ was. We had someone who comes up to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus says, you won't even have a roof over your head, buddy. I don't know if you know what you're getting into. Jesus asks someone to follow me, and the guy says, let me go bury my father. Again, it seems reasonable, but Jesus says, no, discipleship is hard. And we won't be able to do things like that all the time. You have to leave the past behind. You have to leave your old life behind. In fact, even Jesus does this in the gospel today. At the very beginning, it says, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. Before this moment, everything was not set as it was after this moment. When Jesus resolutely determined to go to Jerusalem, this is his final journey to Jerusalem. It will culminate in his death and his resurrection and the saving Paschal mystery that we celebrate every time we come to Mass. He resolutely determined, he set his face, some translations say, on Jerusalem. And so this call that he has for each and every one of us as Christians to follow him, we must make that same resolute determination to do so. I think most of us in this room have had a moment in our life where we realized Jesus matters to me and I want to follow him. We definitely did at our baptism, but I don't know about you. I don't remember my baptism. I was two weeks old. (laughs) But there was a moment in my life where I realized this matters. And it took a little while longer for me to realize nothing is ever going to be the same again. I have to leave a lot of things behind if I'm going to actually follow this Jesus person. This is what the cost of discipleship is. We leave this world behind. St. Paul tells us that, you know, we have these desires of the flesh. And he's not trying to, you know, say that we're these spirits driving around flesh machines that always rebel at us. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that this world proposes an alternative to us, all of these temptations, and they're not good for us. And instead of looking at those things, we have to turn our heads towards Jesus Christ. We have to resolutely determine to follow him wherever he leads us. Sometimes that's through pretty dark places. Sometimes it's through really great places, though. But at the end of the day, we set our face to Jesus Christ and follow him because we know where he's going to take us. And this is the good news he came to teach us that he wants us to be in heaven with him forever. 
When we set our eyes on Jesus Christ, that is what we are setting our eyes on. And so let's not worry about the cost of what it's going to take to follow him, because whatever it is, it's worth it. Let's not worry about all of these things that might hold us back from following Jesus Christ. Because yes, Christianity is hard. Actually living our faith, it's going to challenge us every day. But we look at the promise of heaven and realize it's worth it.